1: Hello everybody and welcome back. It is another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Kelly, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Elizabeth. I love the fact you always ask me that question too because you are, it's an honest question, right? Yeah, well, an It's always answer, right?
1: the same answer, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, because
0: it's a state of mind. All right. Exactly. I'm doing great. You choose
1: to be doing great.
0: I choose to be doing great today.
1: Absolutely. Right. As should you all. Well, yeah. we also have a guest with us today. Let's see if he's doing great. We've got David Morse. He is the team leader of Keller Williams, Arizona Realty, and the host of the All In podcast. David, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing great. It is a choice. It's a state of mind. And uh, anything that's out there doesn't have to impact what's in here. It doesn't have
1: to come yeah. in. No, it Certainly. doesn't
2: have to let it. <laughs> So it.
0: true. So true.
2: Well, I'm honored to be with you guys. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely.
0: Likewise, we are excited to have you here today. I know I've known you for a while now, which has been awesome. Um, and uh, and I really really appreciate the uh, the energy you bring on a lot of different levels uh, from the podcast, man, to just a meeting at, at the office or all these different things. Right? That again, you choose to also be positive too. We could do this this podcast with you alone on just positive mindset. We could. We won't we- just touch that, but we could.
2: We, we, we could, because I, I think a lot of success, uh, arguably all success actually boils back to the the mindset that you have. And, um, you know, whether we're talking Think and Grow Rich or any of these like personal development books and works that we've all been impacted by, um, all of them will tell you it starts in the mindset. And I think if there's one thing that s- sometimes entrepreneurs, real estate agents are a little soft on, it's on the mindset.
0: So Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, if we want to go down a rabbit hole in that, we could for a few minutes, but I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And, and guys, I hope you just got that, what he just said, because it's so important, right? That is so important. That's the foundation of everything. If you are going to start doing something and don't have a positive mindset or mindset you can achieve and you can do, it's probably not going to happen. Just a little, you know, spoiler alert there, right? So I appreciate that, David. Um, speaking of which, let's just stay on that for a second um, while we're there, which is totally off the script. I'm, I'm cool with that, right? This is what we do our best. So. What do you do? Because I think a lot of it comes down to like habits uh, being consistent on certain things, rhythms. Um, what do you do on a daily basis to um, kind of get yourself in that that mode, even when there's times you don't feel like it?
2: Yeah, I think you know, for anyone who is into like self mastery, if you will, this could be kind of um, a tired answer by now, but there's so many that haven't been exposed. Um, to just this uh, routine that's called Savers, right? Um, and Savers is, um, it, it, I think, originally comes from Hal Elrod's book Miracle Morning. But essentially, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, inscribing. And, and while I don't follow the Miracle Morning to a T, a lot of it comes back to that. Um, and, and I would, I would go even one step further back. It actually starts in your evening routine. For me, like I have to get in bed at a certain time so that I'm up and ready to run my version of Savers uh, in the morning. Um, You know, a couple of years back, uh, it was during COVID um, and everything, I really realized that I was taking for granted my personal health and exercise. You know, I used to spend hours on the basketball court and that's what kept me kind of in this this flow from a physical standpoint, which then impacts the emotions and everything else. Um, Well, once I had kids, that two or two, three hours on the basketball court goes away. Um, and, uh, and, and he, And so I went several years without tending to my physical health. And I didn't realize for a while, the lagging effects of that. And so I have got to start with exercise. I have to get my heart rate going because that controls a lot of the hormones and things that impact how I lead others. And so, you know, if you haven't read, say, um, miracle morning, you don't understand savers, like every single one of those components are really important to me to have an effective, positive mindset. And one more thing, a piece of your writing or your scribing, as Elrod co- calls it, has to be around gratitude, right? Mm. Like, I mean, I just sat with an agent in our company who um, whose health is not in a great place and has a severe diagnosis. And like when you get perspective around what other people are going through, it helps you cultivate more gratitude for what you have, which then allows you to put positive energy out in the
0: environment. That's so good. That's so good. I, I uh, would challenge anybody too that if you're going to do that, which I highly recommend, you know, try to do, try to, try to write something down that you're thankful for, um, every day of the year you're scribing, right. And you can't repeat it. You can't repeat it the whole year. That's a great challenge.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's I was going to say, cause usually it's going to be like my family, my health, you know, but you have to get creative. There's a lot more than just that that you have to be grateful for. So that's awesome. Yes,
0: even if you're only doing five days a week, right? Not seven days a week. That's still what 260 days a year, or 262 days, something like that. So it's still a lot to be thankful for, guys. And what's really cool, I gotta admit, I haven't gone through the whole thing yet, but I got through about three or four months, and I just kind of felt the wagon. I'll be honest with you, because I'm human like everybody else. Um, but going back just for over three or four months and looking back, what you what you said like in week three, right when you started, pretty cool because you guys start. Thinking about something, being very intentional about it, right? Which then flows throughout the day. Now, I like this because David runs, um, team leader, CEO of a large brokerage, you know, four hundred plus agents or so. So, you know, he's he's his time can't be spent with everybody, but they're they're spent with the top ten to twenty percent of the people in that brokerage, right? And, and acts as a coach uh, in many ways uh, for those those agents, guys. So, number one, if you wanted someone like David to be in your corner, which I highly recommend, you need that person. Boy, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't recommend Keller Williams, you know, and especially Keller Williams, Arizona Realty for local here in Phoenix uh, enough. Um, but he has to have, he has to be on, right, to be able to influence positively someone's career, someone's life, someone's livelihood, right, to sell real estate to make money um, with his attitude before he can tell anyone else what they need to do with their attitude, right? And so any last seconds on that topic alone? Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts that you here, dude?
2: I really appreciate that. And I love that you and I get to be in business together, Kelly, one of the best teams and examples that we have in not only the state, but in the entire country, as far as growing a real estate team. So if you want to learn from someone, you've got to learn from, from Kelly. Um, and what I'd say is, um, Over the last couple of years, what I've seen because of the incredible run we've been on in the market is a lot of that self-care aspect has um, really gone by the wayside for agents who don't have the appropriate leverage either in their business or in their personal life. And so a lot of that like consultative conversation that I'm having with top agents in our brokerage, Kelly, really revolves around how are you actually taking care of yourself because you can't give to and this is I think what your point was you can't give to others what you don't have yourself right. and so if you're not feeding yourself and fueling yourself then you cannot fill someone else's gas tank and there's been times where top agents in our brokerage that you know if I said their names you you and I know who they are like we've had to like take the keys uh, away a little bit and be like hey get to get get off to a beach somewhere like you've got you've got to do this you've got to attend and so i think that's the only thing is just remembering what you were getting at there you can't give what you're not taking in so how are you fueling yourself
0: i love that and there's 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 things like you know daily things like working out that you should probably work to do right and and strive for goals eating correctly but like you said that's a good point what you mentioned on because guys i heard from a long time ago this guy who's a mentor mind goes look in December, or actually in, go ahead and do it in October when you're business planning, or when you should be uh, for the, following, the the next year. Um, I want you to block out four vacations, four. I don't care if you just go, you know, hundred miles away to some little tiny town and stay in bed and breakfast, whatever, for a weekend, right? And that's one of your vacations because maybe you're on a budget or whatever it is, right? But you need to block off four and you block it off. Now you may not know where you're going, but you take the time on your calendar, you block it off first before you do anything else because you can't give someone else what you'd already have with self care, right? Which is awesome. I think people overlook that, the kind of wing the vacation thing if they do it. But that's a very, very good point.
2: Well, okay. and Kelly, I Uh, What you said makes me think of there's always a macro and a micro element to all of these topics that we talk about. And so like you just talked about the macro, the annual type conversation, full transparency. One of the areas where I've had to recently adjust is more in the micro in giving myself that time blocked white space on a day to day basis Mm -hmm. to actually deliver what I tell people I'm going to deliver. I was stacking my daily calendar too much. And it's funny how we can sometimes coach other people and our clients and things on the right things to do. And then we're not doing it ourselves. And, and then, wow, you have these realizations through a coach, a mentor or whatever. And, and so I think I want, you know, all of us to be considering that macro and the micro, you know, where's that vacation, that focused deep work coming up in your daily or your weekly calendar too, because you need that.
0: Love that. Love it. That. And that- that's really good. And that segues perfectly And a couple of things that, you know, I know are kind of near and near to your heart. You know, I, I always ask, you know, guys, our are, are guests here, kind of what they are passionate about, you know, what they may want to talk about a little bit. And one of the things that David said is to eat dinner at home with family four times a week. That's, that's really cool. Right. It's, you got to be intentional about it because this, in this business or in any business where you're an entrepreneur, because I know at heart you are as well, that too, um, that can get away from you. Right. So I love yeah. that. And, um, Tell me, about, tell me about that a little bit and then how, how maybe your wife is appreciating that. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so so my wife also is a small business owner and uh, her, the nature of her work, she travels a lot. And, um, you know, we just a couple of years ago had to uh, make a commitment. We think one of the primary ways that we give to our children and we teach our children and model who we want them to become is around the dinner table. There's, there's a, there's a safety um, around the dinner table. And, uh, you know, I call it a sacredness that we value. And so a couple of years ago, we just, we actually said that. So if you look at my annual plans for, I think probably the last three years, that has been the same goal every single year on that to have dinner around the table, at least four times a week. And, and we don't always nail nail that. Um, However, um, it's, forced me to grow into, okay, who am I most interested or most com- I, I should use the word committed. Who am I most committed to pleasing today? Is it my wife and kids, the people who I love the most? or is it the people who you know I'm in business with or friendship with or dialogue with? And, and I just I'll just admit like I'm a people pleaser. I want everyone to like me. I'm a high eye. And I think if people are wired like me, you really have to slow down. You have to be intentional about these commitments because here's what I can say now doing it pretty consistently for three years. I mean, I have conversations with my six year old sons and now two year old daughter that like, I don't think I would have ever had, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about some really serious and and great, healthy stuff and it allows them to mature. So, you know, I I just think it's important.
0: I love that. I love it. I was going to ask you accountability wise. So how's that working for you? But you said it's doing pretty. It's going pretty well, huh?
2: As of right now, it's pretty good. But I mean, if I if my kids get into like eighteen sports like your kids, um, uh, then I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to be invited to you for help.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll help you with that. That time management for that. I, the, the real estate thing sometimes is kind of iffy, but the sports I got that down. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So let's segue a little bit because I know there's a couple of things that you were kind of passionate about, which I know for a fact, uh, some people listening to this podcast are as well, um, being in real estate and just being kind of entrepreneurial at, at heart, right? Uh, a couple of things. So um, buying a mobile park. Now, I know you are already an investor in real estate, right? Yes, I am. Um, yeah. This one is pretty specific and they say you got to be to be terrific. You got to be specific, right? So this is a, and by the way, this is a cool one because I think a lot of people that probably would like to do this maybe at some point, but it's such a big, you know, BHAG, big hair, audacious goal, whatever that they don't even, they say that'd be cool, but then they just go back to maybe at most a single family house, right? So talk to us about that and where could maybe, or how could maybe someone get started from what knowledge you know of that goal?
2: Yeah, sure. And and I'll say, I'm not not the expert in this area. I think, at least the way I'm wired, um, I think, Accomplishing goals um, takes a few things. One of those is to be specific. And I've never heard to be terrific. You've got to be specific. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. I'll credit you. Um, that yes. was a weird quote, but I love it. <laughs> um, so, So I think you've got to be specific. You've got to put it out there. And I think there has to be like some type of emotional motivation, at least for me. And so really the mobile home park for me, I grew up in a mobile home park. Mm. And I knew I wanted to be at this point when I made this goal, I had only um, done a little bit of node investing. I hadn't actually purchased uh, my first investment property yet, Um, but I knew I was going to have a real estate portfolio at 27 years old. And I knew that I had grown up in a mobile home park and the ability that those had to cash flow. And so um, I remember the conversation I had with my dad. I said, Hey dad, um, I appreciate so much what you've done for our family. I love the fact that my younger siblings don't have to grow up in a single wide trailer. At one point, we had four out of our six kids in one room. Um, My dad was working his butt off, um, you know, college dropout, um, works his way up. And I said, for everything you've done for the family, like I'm making a commitment. One day I'm going to buy the mobile home park that I grew up in. I'm going to leave that pad empty as a tribute to our family and everything you've done. The second I said that, the second I attached the goal to something emotional like that and put it out into the universe, you better hope that like, I mean, I can't die without making that happen. Right. And so what was funny about that is I didn't even really know about the mechanics of a mobile home park or how good of an investment that could be um, at that point and really it wasn't until probably about a year year and a half ago where i really started understanding like okay what do you actually analyze what is it that you actually own why is this a good investment why are institutional buyers starting to come into that space and where is there still opportunity there because really you know i don't know the exact percentage but i believe it's probably like 80 percent are still mom and pop owned, single mobile home park owners and so there's great opportunity still like there was maybe in storage five to ten years ago right. and, and so i love the idea But more than the idea, I love the emotion that's attached to that goal, because for me, like I cannot help but make that happen. And so I don't know, maybe there's listeners out there that um, maybe I'd say like, maybe you do have to attach a little bit more emotion or story. Um, I'm a big story guy. So maybe you have to attach a story to the goal and really understand why you're pursuing it. For me, I want nothing more than one day to bring my uh, elderly parents to that empty pad at that mobile home park and be like, hey, this isn't our family now for generations. And it's literally changing our family tree and it's because you worked hard enough and committed to excellence that you gave us these future opportunities
0: yeah i love that man i don't I know mean, if that I was the you answer should... you're looking
2: for but there you go well i
0: bet, I, bet I, I mean i'm gonna take a wild guess here and bet that if you were ha- we we're having a you know a cup of coffee or something like that right and you were you were talking about this it, it probably could it, it's probably very emotional for you right you probably bring you to tears i imagine right something like that
2: yeah, I don't. I don't like to cry in front of people like you, Kelly. But, yeah, please don't. Please don't. go
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, back. Um, but no. So so okay. So to be clear, do you want to you want to buy that mobile home park? Um, but not necessarily that has to be the first one you buy. You can no. find buying some other opportunity, right?
2: No, I think I think often you we can't look for home run deals when we're investing, right? It's okay to hit singles, mm-hmm. right? I I think that came from someone, um, yep. not me. Yep. And, um, and I think once you get off the fence into actually doing your first deal or your first couple deals, you it starts opening you up to the, what I like to say, the world of possibility. And when you think in terms of possibility, then you start accomplishing way more things. Instead of saying like, this can't be done, it's how can this be done? And so, yeah, you look at a mobile home park and you're like, oh man, where am I going to get $350,000 down to actually finance this when I'm used to putting... 50,000 down into a single family home well you start to realize that um, these are all just math problems and if the math problem makes sense the money follows and that becomes a secondary issue so yeah I mean I I, at this point I'd be happy buying almost anything if the numbers work just because I know the experience gained at my position in life right I'm I'm only in my 30s I can even if I mess up I'm probably going to be able to recover from it
0: that's right you have a little more mess up time in your life than I do at this point. We're run away, right? Oh, <laughs> we're not that we're not that far apart. <laughs> a, little, a little more, a little more. Okay, so so I'm going to challenge you. What's the first step you've done or 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 will do or need to do in order to just have your feelers out there to to be aware if this or to be able to buy this actual particular mobile home park.
2: I think um, I think it starts the same way that I start with residential, which is to identify what some people call the core four, like who is your who is your uh, mortgage person, your agent, uh, your handyman, and um, uh, and your property manager. manager. Right? I think I put all those four. Um, as soon as I have those identified in a particular region of the country, because all my investments actually are out of state investments. Um, uh, once I have those four, then I can actually start analyzing deals that come across across my desk. And so from a, a mobile home park standpoint, um, one of the best things I did was actually get into relationship and recruit in a mobile home broker into our brokerage. Mm -hmm. Now I can talk the language of mobile home with him and I can learn in everything he says. I start, I hang on. Mm -hmm. And so where about a year ago I had not analyzed any deals, let alone I really didn't even know how to, I now am analyzing probably about a deal a month and actually feeling like I'm making progress towards that on that particular park. I'll be again, super transparent. Haven't written a letter to the owner or anything like that. And I probably should get off the podcast and do that.
0: Yes, I agree. See, it's all about accountability on this podcast. Yes. I love it.
2: So you can ask me next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) People love that word, don't they? Accountability is such a fantastic word. Um, All right. So we're going to hold David Morris accountable to that, right? Because that's something that's, he needs to do it. He needs to do it. This is something that, man, you attach that much emotion to it. You need to do that, right? And it's going to be a process probably in order to get that done. So no time like the present, right, guys? All right. So uh, moving along here, guys, we're going we're gonna to wrap up here in a second, but I want to I wanna talk to David about one more thing, right? which is what um, his superpower is, which is very handy, guys, for people in the uh, real estate space, right, listening to this. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to wrap up one more thing of what he said. I hope you guys caught it. If you guys have thought about investing out of state, it can be done. And it can be done just as easy in some retrospects as in your backyard, but you have to do a couple of things first. The core four is huge, guys. Go back to hear what he said about the core four. Establish those people as your first step, and then start rock and rolling with analyzing deals. Right? Okay. So I just want to make sure that's that's we kind of bone that because that was that was fire. All right. So now the superpower is connection, connection. Okay. And in, and I, I attest he's good at that, no doubt about it. Um, much better than than others, right? And because not everyone has the same superpower. So David, what what could why is that important in real estate? And are there any like, like quantifiable things that some agents could do with connection?
2: Yeah, I think, I think so. So um, I think in a world of automation, okay. One of the, we're, we're always looking for what is the thing that's rare, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you talk about value, creating value is all around what's rare, diamonds, gold, the rarer it is, the more valuable it is, right? And I think in a world of automation, especially in real estate, connection, the ability to truly authentically connect with people is something that is becoming rarer and rarer. So if you can cultivate that ability to walk into a room and to connect at a deeper level than just verbal and that first initial you know, meeting, then that goes a really long way right? Several agents out there are sending mailers and postcards, and that's great. Several agents are out on billboards. Several agents are, you know, sending text campaigns. And I'm not saying that any of those are bad things. However, how, what is the differentiator? Well, I still believe that the differentiator is the agent who can walk into the room and connect at a really high level with another human that goes way deeper and is much more memorable than any of these other, these other things that we can do. The ultimate marketing tactic has your face in it. I believe that wholeheartedly. And so what are some of the quantifiable things that you, you can do? Um, I think first off, you've got to get over yourself. I've got to get over myself. I don't always have to be the smartest person in the room. In fact, I shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. I have to be able to connect you to the next right person. And so that's another thing. I think a piece of my ability to connect with you, Kelly, is my ability to connect you to the person you need to get where you're going. So I hope that wasn't like convoluted, but like I don't always have to have the answer. I just have to be able to put the right people together. Um, I like to relate it to, you know... All books say the same thing. Essentially, the ones that become bestsellers are the ones that synthesize the information into a way that connects with a reader. That's connection in on a human level as well, right? I don't need all the answers. I just need to be able to synthesize what's Kelly or whoever telling me they want out of life. Who do I know that is an expert in that area? How do I put them together? Then I become the hero all the time. Right. And so I think agents need to be thinking about that, like with their clients. Um, how do I connect my client to the next right person? A, a script right now that we're, that we're using and teaching, you know, home values have appreciated like crazy over the last couple of years. Well, guess what? How easy is a care call around? Hey, have you checked your insurance lately? Like, what are you? Did you know that if you had a fire right now? And I'm not saying these are the exact words to use, but if you had a fire right now, you probably wouldn't be able to rebuild your house hey, I have this awesome connection with this person over here. Let's do an equity analysis. Make sure you're properly covered and then get you over to my partner. You do that. They find out they're underinsured by $200,000 on their million dollar house. And now you just protected them. You know where all the referrals are coming? The referrals are coming to you. And so it's constantly coming from a place of contribution and thinking, how do I connect this person to the right next person?
0: Love it. Love it. There you go. Okay. So I mean, there was some nuts and bolts there, right? That, that's, that's one thing that everyone could do because I don't care where you're at in America, right? Or the world for that matter, potentially. Um, you make that call, you own you're a house, you're going to be up in value, right? So you have an automatic excuse to reach out to someone to provide value right there that, and, and connect them. That was a very, very good example. So I, you don't have to piggyback this into something along the same lines, but you can. Well, you know, we always ask this question at the end, David, um, what's one thing one action item that because I'm all about nuts and bolts right um, what's one thing that someone an agent could take from um, what you said what you say today and implement that into the business tomorrow or within the, the next week let's say that could have a direct impact on the business that you could drop some knowledge on them right now with
2: I I am going to say just because the clients that I'm coaching right now, it seems to all be related to time management. So I'm going to go right back to the beginning of our conversation. And I say, pull out your calendar right now and block at least an hour of white space. You can call it white space. Don't put anything there. Don't negotiate it. Do not let something replace it, no matter how important you've got to. We have ADD. And so it's hard enough to focus as it is when we're stacking our appointments and we don't have focused time to think, we're not being as effective as we possibly can. And so I say that as someone who just had to take that action a couple of weeks ago, I guarantee you, if you're an agent out there doing 20 to 40 deals a year or more, but definitely in that range, that's where I'm having a lot of these conversations, 20 to 40 deals a year, they're stacking, leveraging appropriately. And a lot of it just comes to, hey, if you had an hour to think, And work on the business instead of in the business. Do you think that would allow you to take a step forward? The answer is unequivocally yes. And so go do that right now.
0: Love it, love it, guys. That's what I do. That's what I do too. As uh, someone implements this, you know, had to think about that, put it on the calendar. My Thursday afternoons are are that, and then my Friday midday, I have about two hours set aside for the exact same thing. And I literally have in my calendar called critical thinking time. That's what. And I try to protect it as much as possible. Not perfect, but try to protect it. So call it white space, call it critical thing, call it whatever you want to call it, but block it off. That's that's awesome. Love that. Love that. All right, Elizabeth, block off your white space too, okay?
1: Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> it's usually just my lunch and then I'm like sitting at my desk eating anyway. So that's not, not really a, a no, deep thinking no, 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 time. No. Doesn't count, right? No. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much, David, for being here. We really, really appreciate it. I think this... Um, uh, I think that this episode turned into a lot more on mindset than I was thinking it was going to be. And I really appreciate that. We haven't done something like that in, in a little while. So that was yeah. awesome. Um, but David, if anybody wants to get in contact with you to ask you any questions, uh, where can they do that?
2: Um, I'm pretty active on social media. You can hit me at David D. Morse. That's Morse, like Morse code. Beep, 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 beep or Morse.com. Would love to connect with people. Absolutely love the opportunity to hang out with you guys. Been a lot of fun.
1: And if you want to listen to more of David and his energy that he's bringing, um, you can go to his podcast. Where can they find that podcast? All On in. All,
2: all major platforms, type in All In Real Estate Podcast. You'll get my face along with my pretty co-host, Joe Quattrucci. And uh, we'd love to handsome. have you guys.
1: Awesome. Way more handsome, too. Better hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Kelly, if anybody has any questions for you, where can they reach you?
0: Yeah, as always, you, guys, you, you can call me on a cell, text me. Some of you guys have actually taken advantage of that, which is awesome, but 480-227-2028 or email at info at kellycookhomes.com.
1: Wonderful. And don't forget, guys, I know I'd say it every time, but if you haven't already, go to buildyourrealestateteam.com and make sure that you get Kelly's um, full module on how to build your real estate team. Learn from his mistakes, right? None mistakes. yeah all right guys we will see you next week thank you
0: thanks guys thanks david thanks guys see you later welcome to the podcast selling real estate with kelly cook where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well sell more homes We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.